1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale.
2: And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we are back with our third installment of my epic adventure. And in these episodes, we chat with colleagues and friends about some of their most wild trips and experiences in the region.
1: That's right, Vicky. And today we are talking with our colleague, Jayathi Ramakrishnan, transportation and housing reporter here at The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Jayathi, thanks so much and welcome back.
2: It's good to be back. We are just talking about how you were on the podcast almost like right at the beginning, uh, before my time. So uh, we are very excited to have you back. Thank you. Yeah,
0: it's great to be here. I, uh, I'm a big fan of the pod and exciting to to be with you guys.
2: So Jaythi, I hear that you have a pretty epic road trip uh, through southern and eastern Oregon to tell us about. Yeah, I do. And when you guys asked me to do this, I really had to
0: dig back because this was almost this was like two and a half years ago. So I haven't really thought about a lot of this since then. But it's good that you reminded me because now I'm going back and like looking at some of the places I went and thinking, yeah, I need to go back there.
2: (laughs) So was this during like pandemic times where everyone's just in inside, but like you need to do something type of road trip? Exactly. So this was in summer of 2020.
0: So pretty soon after the pandemic had started and I for a long time had been wanting to do a big trip and see parts of Oregon that I've never seen. So I've been pretty fortunate. I've traveled a lot around the state. I've gotten to live around the state, but there were still some things that I hadn't seen. And so I figured that, you know, I had a week off in the summer and it would be a perfect time. During that part of the pandemic, there was really not a lot you could do. But this is something that I could do is, you know, take a road trip, camp, hike and do a lot of stuff outside. And so it kind of worked out just perfect timing.
1: Well, take us to the beginning. What was the um what were you thinking? What was your big idea when you were planning this out?
0: What was I thinking, Jamie? That is a great <laughs> great question because I sometimes look back and ask myself that now. But so I taking us all the way back to this time, magical time when I was planning this trip, I had a really it was a pipe dream. I really wanted to <laughs> drive, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I wanted to drive around the perimeter of the state. And I thought in my naivete, and I've driven a lot, okay, like I should have known this, but I was like, I can do that in a week. And I could have done that in a week if I had just driven and slept. And that was it. (laughs) So as I was looking at maps and like trying to plan out the route, I was quickly realizing that that wouldn't be a smart choice. And so instead... I decided to kind of focus on an area that I really hadn't spent any time in, and that was southeastern Oregon. So I've driven through southeastern Oregon one time in college on a road trip with friends when we were headed to Utah, but we didn't stop much. We, you know, didn't really get a chance to sightsee. And so I wanted to get to that area, spend a little time. And then so I decided to get there and then work my way back. And so I was joined by my best friend who... The main takeaway from this trip is that my friend has the patience of a saint, um, because there was a lot of um, things that, again, looking back on this trip, were pretty crazy. Um, So what we decided was we would start our trip in the Albert Desert and then work our way back essentially along the southern border of Oregon. And so what we did was first day, we went all the way from Portland to the Albert Desert, which is like eight hours, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and um, managed to make it before sundown, which is pretty impressive. So we stopped in Bend for lunch. We took um, Highway 26, so to Mm -hmm. Bend, stopped in Bend for lunch, and then went Bend to Burns, filled up on gas. And as you know, I'm sure, Jamie, um, you know, there's not a lot of – you have to kind of – Get filled up on gas, and you know, make sure you have a like a printed out map and stuff, because cell service stores.
2: Once you get past Burns, there's not a whole lot. And so, Tithy, I have an important question. What car were you driving? Because I know you have a pretty cool like vintage car. I didn't have the Bronck
0: at that time. Okay. okay. So <laughs> here's the thing, though. I don't think I would have taken that. Like that. Okay. I, it would have. It, it's uh. I hate to say it, but I don't think she would have made it. So, (laughs) uh, no, actually, so we—that's a great question, though. So we rented a car because at the time the car that I had was also pretty old, and I was had doubts about whether it could make the trip. (laughs) So we rented, and it actually it was fine. I mean, just did it like enterprise rent a car, uh, and it was like a it was like a small SUV. And that was perfect for the two of us and all our stuff. Like it was no issues with any of the terrain. Um, So yeah, I recommend. Like that's that was the easiest way to do it. Okay,
2: so you went from Portland to
0: Bend to Burns. Portland to Bend to Burns. um, Okay, filled up on gas and got some gross like some water and stuff that we we thought we might need extra of at a grocery store in Burns. And then from there we went to the Albert Desert. And we got there. It was probably like 6 p.m. when we got to the Albert Desert. And, you know, it's summer. So we had quite a bit of daylight left. Um, and so, you know, with the Albert Desert, you can camp on the playa. You can drive on the playa. You could do anything you want on the playa. <laughs> so that's what we did. You know, we, we set up camp. And then like jerks we took our car out and drove around on the playa because as you probably know there's no speed limit out there so there's a lot of people (laughs) out there racing their cars um so yeah you know we were out there we had a good time um we ate dinner when it got dark we stargazed a little bit um and there was actually a meteor shower happening at the time so it was perfect timing um and then so the Albert Desert, there's some hot springs like right at the edge of the playa, the Albert Hot Springs. And I think there's others as well. Jamie, maybe you can correct me on this, but I believe there's a couple out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, there there's a couple. Not all of them are like safe to. Put your body into yeah (laughs) there's some like that say hot springs but they will like kill you if you try to set foot into them okay but the albert hot springs is good that that one's solid that's that's like the main one to go to
0: so that's where we went after we set up camp and had dinner and it got dark we decided to um take a little stroll over to the hot springs and um you know everything seems close when you're in a car and so we decided to walk. I wouldn't do that if I if I was going on this trip again. I would I would drive there at night. Um it was a little bit of a of an adventure finding our way back at night. Um but it was cool. And one of the things that really shocked me, uh, you know, when I when we got to the hot springs was just how busy it was. It was like and we were listening to people who were there like chatting with each other and there was people from all over. Like we were probably the most local. Like being from the Portland area, there was people from Idaho, Southern California. I was just like, how did they know about this place? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was it was interesting. Like that was probably the busiest place we went. Like the whole trip, like there was just a ton of people at this hot spring in this remote corner of Oregon.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, I this is we've talked about going out there for a peak Northwest video shoot just because it's so far out there in the corner of the state. But I am shocked that that many people were there. I was too. And it was, you know,
0: high to the pandemic. So I was really shocked.
2: Yeah. People. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that was all day one. That was all day one. And
0: so it was (laughs) it was an eventful trip. And I will say here's my again, other than the fact that my friend is a saint for putting up with my hairbrain schemes. The other takeaway I have is that I had a very rigid plan of what I wanted to do. I wanted to drive across the southern border of the state. I wanted to see a different place every day. And that was cool. But doing this again, I would definitely take more time and like maybe go less places because some of the places that we stopped were really amazing. And to keep up with the schedule, I was like, oh, okay, well, we can't stay that long. And so, um, yeah, we did cover a lot of ground. I mean, we were probably averaging like 200 miles of driving a day. And oh my so, like, it was, we we saw a lot. But I would, if I did this again, which I hope to at some point, I would either take a lot more time or cover less ground and spend more time in, in a few places.
2: And remind me, how many days total was this trip? It was six days. So okay, we the last day was just coming back,
0: but you know, it was yeah, six full days of of being out on the road, and uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. And I should note that I had never camped before, uh, oh. and so <laughs> oh. I yeah, I was, and it was fine actually. Like everything with the camping worked out pretty well. But I did not know how to pitch a tent before I went on this trip, so I had to watch a YouTube video a couple of days before. Um, and oh, I'll do a Peak Northwest plug. Uh, the week before, Jamie and former host Jim did a podcast about like camping essentials and basics. So I listened to that, and it was very helpful. So but yeah, I never camped. And, but I have camped since. It did definitely like made me love camping. Oh my
1: god, that's amazing! So,
2: did you have all the camp? So you had all the camping essentials after you listened to the podcast, I, of course. Yeah. So like, I I have since bought a tent of my own, but I borrowed
0: one for this trip. Okay. And then all the other stuff, like I either borrowed from people or bought, or my friend who joined me, she had some of it. So we we were fine. Like we made we made out pretty well. Like. But yeah, I, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I was just like, I'm going on this trip and <laughs> I like the details will fall into place. So,
2: so what were you thinking after that first day? How were your energy levels? Were you like stoked and ready to keep on going? The first day was tough. I'm not gonna lie. And it's not <laughs> even like we were like backpacking. You know how people probably like
0: hit a wall when they're really out in the wilderness. Like, no, I mean, we were just, it was a lot of, you know, first of all, it's like, a big shock going from Portland to the Alvord Desert. It's just like <laughs> it's I'd never been there. And it's like total expanse of dry, like nothing. Um and so it was, it was a little like the first day was probably the most stressful. And then after that, we were kind of like, okay, we got into a groove and like, yeah. And the other thing I'll say is that the Alvord Desert is cool. And I do think that people should see it. But like I kind of feel like that was the one place where I'm like, I don't need to see it again. Like it was it was my least it was still really cool but it was probably like my least favorite of the places that we visited
1: it's a place where i don't know if you felt this way but like i got there and i was like cool here it is and but then there's not a lot to like do once you're there stargazing is cool unless you're like doing land sailing or something on a playa exactly
0: yeah i i kind of felt like yeah i saw it it's you know it's there I can come back to it, but I didn't feel like a ton of there was a ton of like exploration and I I could be wrong. Like, I'm sure there's people that love it. I always feel, Jamie, like when I come on this podcast, I'm going to alienate someone by saying (laughs) something bad about somewhere in Oregon um, with my hyper specific opinions about different Oregon cities. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I it, it was cool. But I that was my least exciting part of the trip, I think.
1: Well, okay, that was your your first day. You're at the desert. You camp yeah. out. You do the stargazing. Day two, you, so you said you were trying to head along the southern border. So where did you go from the Alvord Desert? So
0: okay, day two. So we didn't we didn't quite follow that like every single day along the southern border. So day two, we spent the whole day uh, in the Steens Mountain. Mm-hmm. So we left our camp our spot in the Alvord. We went to Fields Field Station. Again, filled up on gas, got a milkshake. The milkshakes there are supposed to be, like, pretty well-known. They were good. Um, And then we headed up to the mountain. And there's, like, a Steens Mountain loop that you can do, which is, like, I think it's, like, 70 miles, I want to say. And you can explore a ton of stuff. Like, there's hiking trails. You can camp. um, Amazing views. And so we just spent the whole day up there and camped up there that night. So we did, let's see, what did we do? After we left fields, went up into the mountain, and yeah, we just kind of bopped around that day. We found this little river, um, the Donner and Blitzen River is what it's called. And we just like, we found some rocks and hung out at the river for a couple of hours. We found some like little side trails and went for some mini hikes. There's these amazing just like canyons and vistas just all over the place. So we took in those sites and I was really taken aback actually by the wildflowers out there. Um, Mm. Like I wish I had a better sense. I looked up some of them, but like there's paintbrush, um, coreopsis, obviously sagebrush, but like there's just really beautiful um, like plant life out there. And, Mm. you know, it was the middle of summer, so I'm sure it would be even better if I'd gone like a couple months earlier but I really, like, I didn't really know what to expect when I went up there. I maybe looked at, like, a couple of blogs to see what what the Steens Mountain is like. But it's it's amazing. Like, that, I, I will say, like, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool, like, western Oregon, evergreen trees and rivers person. But this was incredible. Like, it was just, like, the canyons and these kind of, like, quickly changing scenery. Um, it's a really special place.
2: And I'm sure that was kind of just amplified during this time, during COVID, uh, just being in the mountains and having like fresh air. And like, I, I guess, was this was it that crowded uh, in the mountains here?
0: Uh, No, not really. So we camped at this uh, site called Fish Lake Campground, and it was busy, I'll say. I think that's I don't know, Jamie, have you been there? Like, it's I think it's a reasonably populated one.
1: It's got the lake there, which is nice. It's a nice place to camp. I mean, I I stayed there in the fall once and it was, you know, half full. But I imagine, you know, there's not a ton of places to camp up there, like in established campgrounds. So that's going to be pretty busy.
0: There were a couple. So we just ended up at that one because that was like close to close to where we were when it was starting to get towards the end of the day. And yeah, like we found a spot, no problem. We weren't right on the lake, but it was it was good, like. But definitely busier than I thought it'd be because of how remote this whole area is. Um, yeah, it was it was busy. So, yeah, I mean, but that it was just like, I would love to go back to Steen's. Like I think any time of year you go, I'm sure there's just something like something different to see. You know, we saw like one of my favorite things randomly, like after seeing these really sheer drops and, you know, these gorges, we came to like a flatter, more gentle area. And there was just this meadow filled with like yellow flowers and a gentle stream running through it. And it was just like so picturesque. And I was just like, where are we? Like it's, (laughs) oh, it was just amazing.
2: Oh my gosh. Okay, so that was day two. Day two. And where did you go from there? So from there, day three, we left
0: our campsite at Fish lake and came down we finished the loop and we ended up in a town called French Glen there's like a little store a little restaurant there Um, and so again filled up on gas got some food and then so I wanted to go kind of along the southern border I wanted to like dip into Nevada a little bit and so we headed south on highway 205 and I think it's also known as Fields Denio Road, and it takes you into Nevada and you're kind of like in Nevada, you can take a junction that'll take you back into Oregon on Highway 140. So we did that. Um, We were in Nevada for about an hour, really kind of rocky, sparse landscape. And then uh, when we got back into Oregon, uh, that took us back into Lake County. And again, I just like, I keep saying this, but it was just another really amazing, almost like otherworldly landscape so I don't even know what this place was called I looked it up later and I think the I mean the best that I could identify it was um I think it's the Langslet monument which is like I I had like there was no sign or anything but it was just this like viewpoint and out in front you can see like miles and miles of just empty space and like there's low mountains in the background Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it looked like, it looked like outer space. Like there was just nothing oh <laughs> like it was different than the Alvar desert. Cause there was like sagebrush. You could see the mountains in the distance, but it was like this sheer drop, like right in front of this viewpoint and then just space. And again, like just a totally different landscape in Oregon that I just didn't know was there. Ah.
1: So cool. Sounds so cool. Yeah, it's. That, do you like, know
0: that, what I'm talking about, Jamie? Have you been there? Like, do I
1: don't you... know this this particular place. I've been to that that area, Lake County, um, in that that part of the state. It's such a cool spot where you kind of are on the edge of the Great Basin there, which extends off into like Southeast Oregon, Nevada, Utah. Yeah. But you're kind of like on where you, the high desert meets that, and it, these drop offs, like you're talking about, with just like these endless expanses of what feels like nothing right i mean right. of course I, sh- I shouldn't call it nothing yeah. there's there's stuff out there but yeah. it's pretty sparse mm-hmm. um and to me i've always felt like it's almost like standing at the edge of the ocean where you just have this huge expanse that feels like infinite and yeah. you're standing at the edge of it it's such a cool place to be
0: it was amazing yeah um yeah and again just how much the landscape changes in a short amount of time will never stop being amazing to me like you know, just within a day, we went from Alver Desert to Steens Mountain, where there's just like, you know, green meadows. And then back to this, like, it's just, it's so amazing. Oh, my gosh.
2: Okay, so by this point in your road trip, were you getting into like some type of road trip groove? Were you like picking up tips and tricks?
0: Yeah, I think by this point, we were used to doing like a lot of driving every day. And so we'd kind of gotten into a good pattern of like switching off um we had oh we had this is key um we had like an audio book that we were listening to that kind of helps it's like i think more than we did listen to music too but like more than music it kind of helps you get through the long stretches of driving because you're just like so engaged for long periods of time um and so that was good and Yeah, we'd kind of gotten into a good routine of, like, packing up the campsite, setting it up somewhere else, which, again, I wouldn't do so often if I was going to do this again. (laughs) But I'm glad we did this. Like, I'm really glad that I have had this experience. But, yeah. So, yeah, Road Trip was in a good groove at that point.
1: So you'd come back into Oregon you you come back in through Lake County. Where did you go from there? What was your next plan?
0: Our next stop was Klamath Falls. And here I do have to admit, uh, we stayed in a motel that night. Didn't camp that night. Um, and so we just were like, you know what? Sometimes you need some pizza. And <laughs> so we got a motel. I actually have a friend in, who was in Klamath Falls at the time. Uh, shout out to Tim Trainer. He's now with the Redmond Spokesman. Um, but he... Took us around a little bit. Um, We went to Upper Klamath Lake, did a little bird watching and just hung out. It was a really beautiful summer evening. Uh, And so, yeah, you know, we were back into civilization for that day and (laughs) kind of just experienced the beauty of that Upper Klamath Lake. Tons of birds out there. Um, And yeah, even as we were approaching that area, it got, you know, like after being in that sparse Lake County area, as we got closer to Klamath Falls, it got green again. We were seeing um, you know, a lot of a lot more birds, um, a lot more kind of like green plant life. And it was um just again a different a different scene. Wow.
1: Such a cool area for bird watching in particular. I, I love the Klamath Falls area for like, you know, I've gone there mostly for bald eagles, but like it seems like there's so many amazing kinds of birds did you see anything in particular up there i
0: remember seeing pelicans like i mean waterfowl is the thing i remember seeing the most i don't think we saw eagles um but yeah like i just remember sitting at the edge of the lake and seeing like well there was a ton of like ducks and stuff in the water and then i do remember we saw some pelicans
1: wow so cool well, from, so you had a nice relaxing time in Klamath Falls. Yes. Got your pizza, got, got your, my your pizza. bed. my
0: pizza. Yes. Um, uh. And then the next day we were back at it. So uh, I really wanted to, anybody who spent like five seconds with me knows that I really love the Southern Oregon, Northern California coast. And so that I thought was a perfect way to end our trip. So we made our way there. And so for day four or night four and night five, we camped in that area. So, we camped in the redwoods. Uh we saw some of my favorite beaches, Harris Beach and Whale's Head are two that I really love. Yeah, we just so I I lived in that area for a while and so, you know, that's kind of nostalgic for me. So we spent the last two days exploring some of my old favorite haunts and um that was just, you know, getting back to my my beloved like evergreens and and rivers. So it was it was a nice way to end the The camping part of the trip.
2: And what campsites were you staying there? God, what did we stay at? I can't
0: remember what we stayed at in the Redwoods. But then um, the last night we stayed right on the coast. It's called Clifford Camp. It's a county park and it's right just south of the Oregon border. It's like a mile into California on the coast on 101.
2: Mm.
0: Um, I can't remember where we stayed in the Redwoods. I mean, but there's tons of spots. And I should note, I think there was only one place where we reserved a campsite beforehand. Everything else was just like first come first serve, which is probably um, a little dicey, but it it worked out. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, those those campsites along the coast are so gorgeous. There, yeah, um, I know it is super that you, windy. I that. yeah, <laughs> I know. That you, so you lived in Brookings, right? Mm-hmm. So did you? Um, I I know Brookings is a great place for food. Um, and I know there's some spots that you've recommended to me for Brookings. Did you, did you eat at any place in particular you really liked? You know
0: what I'm going to say? Um, <laughs> yeah. So you have to have to, uh, visit Kun Thai restaurant. Like I yes. truly don't think you can find better Thai food in Oregon. Like I'm a mm-hmm. big Thai food fan and it's all good, but yeah, it's, it's the best. Like, um, yeah, so we definitely stopped there and, that's like one of the big reasons I, I like to keep going back.
1: I love this, like going from like camping out in the Alvar desert and presumably cooking food on a camp stove or whatever. Um, and going from that, you know, this like <laughs> arid desert, you know, cooking in the middle of nowhere to like eating, eating Thai food amazing Thai food on the coast <laughs> in one trip. I mean, I think that sort of highlights what you're talking about in this trip is seeing the, you know redwoods and playa and mountains and wildflowers mm-hmm. and ocean like that's such an incredible variety to see on just one trip
0: it's yeah and I, I mean that's that's what i wanted like i just wanted to cover a bunch of ground and yeah that's that's what we were able to do like i i do think like i said it would have been nice to spend a little more time like in this in steens and Even at Klamath Falls, like there's so much to explore in any of these areas that you could spend the whole week in any of them and and get just as much out of it, I think. But yeah, it was it was a fun it was definitely an epic adventure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like you and your friend were brought even closer through this trip and no no friend fallouts happened. We are still friends. Yeah. Like I said, she you know, she was extremely patient with my
0: like crazy ideas and um, wanting to do all of this in in a really short period of time, so yes, we are we are still good friends, and um, I'm extremely grateful that she was willing to like that someone was willing to do it with me because it definitely would not have been um, like a fun undertaking on my own. I think yeah. or safe. Like I, I <laughs> think this is something you got to do like with somebody who's willing to to go on the adventure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure someone listening is going to think, "Wow, this is a really cool road trip. I got to go on something similar myself." Aside from what you're saying about um, spending maybe some more time at certain places, do you have any any tips, any recommendations for folks who maybe want to undertake this themselves?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think just be flexible. Like, i I had such a strict idea of what I wanted to do at first, and we were able to accomplish most of it. But by the end, I was definitely like, both of us were were tired and. Like, there were some things where we were just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it this time. And I think it's good to just be okay with that. Like, let the – the whole point of a road trip is to, like, let the road take you where it will. And I think by the end, I had gotten a little bit better at relaxing and, like, okay, it doesn't have to be – It's like, a road trip doesn't have to be all, like, super planned out. And I I would relax a little bit more next time and just be like, okay, there's a cool site. Let's stop there. Um, yeah. you know, and I I think I have gotten better about that since this trip, but this trip is a big reason that I have kind of like realized that. Yeah.
1: It's a great lesson for for people, whether they're going to the Alver Desert or if they're just taking a road trip to the coast or wherever, flexibility. That's something it that took me a while to learn as well. As, you know, you you can make an itinerary all day, but it's just it's it's not yeah. always or rarely gonna actually pan out the way you, you, you exactly. actually want to.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, other than that, I would just say, like, we we had a pretty good situation, you know, with the car. We didn't have any issues with, like, running out of gas or, like, um, running out of water or anything like that. But just be prepared. Like, we had a tank of gas, like, with us in case we ran low. Um, you know, just to stop and, and like, refill on supply. Obviously, like, just basic things like that, which I had never done because I'd never been camping. But... Um, you know, definitely like all those cliche things about like being prepared are are absolutely true and will make for a much more pleasant trip.
2: Well, I have to ask, Dorothy, do you have another epic road trip that you want to accomplish? <sighs>
0: yeah, I, I don't have anything planned right now, but I, you know, the part of the state that I didn't get to see and I still haven't really spent a lot of time is kind of like the eastern border of the state, like the Owyhee Canyons. Hell's Canyon, like that area. I you know, I, I used to live in northeastern Oregon, but I didn't get out to that far, far side very much. And so mm-hmm. I think next time, maybe that's the place.
2: Maybe or maybe not take the Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Broncos for aesthetics. <laughs>
1: Well, Jaythi, we look forward to hearing all about that road trip. When and if you take it, um, we'll
0: be sure to give you guys a call.
1: Perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on today and telling us all about your epic adventure. And I hope it inspires some folks to go check out some parts of the state they have not been to themselves. Thanks for coming on, Jaythi. My pleasure. Well, folks, I think that will wrap things up for today. But until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com/travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com.
2: Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show, and if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com/podsupport. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you are interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale, Andrew Thien, and Elena Neil Sachs.
1: Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.